the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, the passage we're looking at today is the first uh, of an important series of references to the Holy Spirit. And the important uh, point that's made in this passage is that when Jesus goes away, then the Holy Spirit will be with his followers, that they will not be left without resource. Welcome back to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. He's starting a new study today. He's continuing in the book of John, the 14th chapter. So if you want to follow along, grab your Bible, open to the book of John, chapter 14, and I believe he'll start right around the 15th verse. I'm Mike Trout. You can find out more about us on the web at studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. And now here's Pastor Layton. The promises that Jesus makes here are not restricted to the apostles that were gathered together in that upper room, but are for all true believers who prove their genuineness of their love for Christ by keeping His commandments. This is one of the themes we found find woven throughout the gospel and and throughout the chapters that, uh, that come. Obedience is a hallmark of genuine saving faith and a love for God. Now, we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Jesus Christ alone. But when the Holy Spirit comes to live within us, He renews and regenerates our hearts, and the Word of God renews our minds. And there's a transformation that takes place within us. We become new creatures in Christ, as the Scriptures describe us. And that is manifest in our actions and our words. The Apostle John emphasizes the inseparable link between love and obedience in many places, including his first epistle where he wrote, And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. And so this then is initially addressed to the 11 disciples, but by extension, all who are faithful, uh, the Lord provides these words of promise and provision. And though he will no longer be with his disciples, at least visibly, he has promised them four permanent sources of encouragement and power. That is the presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Son, the presence of the Father, And the presence of the truth. Let's begin with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now, in the Gospel of John, the phrases, oh, obey my commands and keep my word, are used interchangeably. And to John, there's only one test of love, and that is obedience. It was by obedience that Jesus proved and showed his love for God, and it is by obedience we show our love for Jesus. 
Barrett says John never allowed love to devolve into mere sentiment or emotion. Its expression is always revealed in obedience. But Jesus doesn't leave us to struggle alone in trying to live the Christian life. He promised that he would send another helper. Now the word helper is the word parakalitos, and it means one who is called kaleo alongside, para, para kaleo, parakalitos. Now William Barclay wrote, it is only when we examine this word parakalitos in detail that we catch something of the riches of the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. It really means someone who is called in or called alongside, but it is the reason why the person is called in which gives the word its distinctive associations. The Greeks used the word in a wide variety of ways. A parakletos might be a person who was called in to give witness in a law court in someone's favor. Or he might be an advocate called in to plead the cause of someone under a charge, which would issue in serious penalty. He might be an expert called in to give advice in some difficult situation. He might be a person called in when, for example, a company of soldiers were depressed and dispirited in order to put new courage into their hearts, their minds and their hearts. Always a parkalitas is someone who is called in to help in times of trouble or need. And so what Jesus was saying is here is, I'm setting before you a hard task. I'm giving you a difficult assignment. But I'm going to send someone, a parakalitas, who will guide you and enable you to do what I've called you to do. Jesus said he's going to send another helper. Now the word another, there's actually two words in, in, in the Greek language. The word here is alice, alice, and it refers specifically to another of the same kind. For instance, in Matthew 13, there are a series of parables that all talk about the nature of the kingdom. They're of the same kind, and the word alice is used to describe them. In Mark 4, there are a number of boats of a similar kind, and so they're called alos. But there's also another word for another in Greek, and that is heteros. And it describes another of a completely different nature, a different kind, heteros. In Acts 7.18, Stephen spoke of another king or pharaoh, heteros, over Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph and had an entirely different attitude towards the children of Israel. And in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, we have a really striking illustration because in those two verses we find both alos and heteros used. Paul rebukes those for following uh, another gospel. The word there is heteros, a gospel of a different kind. Uh, Instead of the same kind, there's only one true uh, gospel. Now here, Jesus didn't use heteros, he used the word alos. Uh, of the same kind. It was to be a helper like himself, a person who could adequately take his place and empower his work. Like Jesus, the, the helper, the Holy Spirit we know him to be, would teach and strengthen and intercede for the disciples. And though Jesus' departure was imminent, the Lord promised that the Holy Spirit would be with them forever. Now, contrary to uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses' teaching, and uh, the theology of Star Wars. And by the way, don't get your theology from Star Wars. I don't recommend it. But the Holy Spirit is not an impersonal force or power. The Bible clearly teaches that the Holy Spirit is a person. 
the, whole, the scriptures reveal that the Holy Spirit has the attributes of personhood. He, he has intellect. He knows. He knows the thoughts of God. He has a mind. He has emotion. He can be grieved. He has a will because he distributes spiritual gifts according to his will. He does things that only a person can do, like teach and testify, lead, guide, and speak. And uh, an impersonal force cannot be grieved or insulted, but the Holy Spirit can. Not only that, the, the Bible also teaches that the Holy Spirit is deity. He's the third person of the Trinity. He is associated with God the Father and God the Son. For instance, he's mentioned in the baptism uh, formula that's provided for us in Matthew 28 to be baptized in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. He has divine attributes including eternity, omniscience, omnipresence, omnipotence, the power to create, and the power to give life. In fact, in Romans 8, he's called the Spirit of life. And he does things that only God can do, such as inspiring Scripture, which is the Word of God. Only God can inspire the Word of God. And then if that's not enough for you, the Scripture states clearly that the Holy Spirit is God in Acts chapter 5. The Apostle Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? You've not lied to man, but to God. And so the Apostle Peter makes it very clear that the Holy Spirit is God. Now Jesus called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth because one of his works was to reveal spiritual truth to believers. And then Jesus said, The world cannot receive the Holy Spirit because it does not see Him or know Him. Unregenerate people, unsaved people, cannot comprehend spiritual truth. As Paul wrote, A natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised or spiritually valued. Now, though the world, the unsaved, would not recognize the Spirit, the disciples would know Him, Jesus said, because He abides with you and will be in you. Now, the Lord's promise that the Spirit would indwell the disciples in the future did not mean to suggest that the Holy Spirit was not present or active before Pentecost, which is made abundantly clear by the present tense of the word abides. Now, the day of Pentecost was just a few days in the future, just a few weeks away. And something exceptional happened on the day of Pentecost that transformed the work of the Holy Spirit from that day forward. The Apostle Peter stood up in Acts chapter 2 and said, What you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, in the last days is a reference to the days between Jesus Christ's first coming and his second coming or return. So we are in the last days. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. Now, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was said to fall upon only a few selected people, people such as Othniel in Judges chapter 3, Gideon in Judges 6, Jephthah in Judges 11, Samson in Judges 14, Saul in 1 Samuel 10, David in 1 Samuel 16, Jehaziel in 2 Chronicles 20, and Ezekiel in chapter 11. There are really less than a dozen people that are so described, and 
all of them are men only, and all of them are in leadership only, or designated for such leadership. But the Apostle Peter says that according to the prophecies of Joel, in the last days, the pouring of God's Spirit would not be limited to men alone, nor leaders alone, that even men servants and maidservants would experience it. In those days I will pour out my Spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. Well, we'll hit the stop button right there as we come to the end of another broadcast from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. We call it Study Verse by Verse, and our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's been in the book of John for some time now, and if you'd like to listen to past broadcasts, you can do that easily on the website for the church, highlands.us. And please let us know that you listen to the program when you go to the website. Just click on the contact link there on the homepage and share that fact with us. We'd appreciate hearing from you. Again, that's highlands.us. And of course, information about service times and ministries happening at the church, along with Highlands Christian Schools, can all be found on that website. One more time, highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. Come back tomorrow when we'll uh, once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse. This program is sponsored by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.